0: Listening to X Ray FM at KXRY Portland and KQAC HD3 Portland at 107.1 and 91.1 FM. Streaming online everywhere at xray.fm. Welcome to Casual Sex. I'm Carrie Cohen. And I'm Leslie Harper. Sex is an essential and enlightening part of our lives. The goal of our show is to explore ideas, the ways we limit ourselves, and the ways in which we can expand our understanding of sex, love, and relationships. You can join our discussion tonight by texting us at 971-220-5979, or you can call us at
1: 503-233-9729. So, uh, and that song, by the way, we were just talking about? Yeah. So, um, was Carrie's first dance after?
0: It was my first dance with my first husband. Her first? And I was, and, um, and you know, the father of my children. Right. It's the first time we ever danced. Uh, it was at his sister's wedding.
1: Oh, the first time you ever danced. The I first time I ever had a dance. I thought you meant your like wedding dance.
0: Oh no, it wasn't our wedding dance <laughs> because that would be not obno- That would be like. I think it would be amazing. It would be super dirty. I think it
1: would be amazing. Um, that's why I loved it so much. Yeah. Oh <laughs> but, I mean, no. I still love it, but no, that would be not Maze balls. If you chose that song for your first dance after your wedding. Yeah, I think anyway. it would have made family uncomfortable. Who cares? Good for th- good then.
0: At this age, I mean, I would, but yeah. back then I was, you know, I was,
1: you know, I was very demure, as you know, I was a <laughs> yeah. super demure. No, Okay, Person. I have a hard time believing that was ever true about you. <laughs> that was never true about me. But that. my story about that song is that um, in my early twenties, when we would get together with all the peeps, all of our friends, um, all the women would dance to that song hmm. together in this kind of sexy, like way. dirty, dance. and we'd be like, "No boys allowed," you know. Mm. And then the boys would just all have boners. Yeah, boy-a-oing. Mm-hmm. It was a plan.
0: <laughs> Where's that? Oh, here it is. Let's see. I know. Do we I have that boyoing yeah, sound? There is a boyoing sound. I did use it a few times. It is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to use this all night long I'm so
1: excited it's really funny yeah. Rosa loves it Rosa yeah. loves that thing yeah okay
0: okay so um so uh so casual sex uh is a I feel that you know for new listeners casual sex is a sh- it's an advice show about sex and relationships mm-hmm. um so you we want you to text us at 971-220-5979 uh and you can text us with cu- with question, you know, things you want advice for. But you can also like tell us um, stories or little things that have happened, or you know, any anything you want to comment on. How great we are, we're open mm-hmm. to that as well. We like
1: that a lot. Yeah, um, I'm going to be real honest. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, uh, so let's 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 check in. What what was your last week like? Um, it was okay.
1: I mean, you know, boring. I guess it's kind of boring. Didn't like, they never really great. Did I mean? Did I? I'm so. Sometimes I will be like, nothing much happened, and then a few minutes later, I'll be like, oh yeah, and then I'll remember that like the most, the super major thing happened. Okay. But on the spot's not good for me. Okay. Well, what about you? Because you actually did have things that happened.
0: I did. I, I well, I went to LA. Uh, this was the last time uh, I had to thus far that I had to travel out of town right mm-hmm. now for the new book and. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I went to LA and um, stayed in Koreatown, which I had never been to. That was kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then had a had a bookstore event with um, the author Jillian Lauren, who lives there and is a friend of mine. And um, and it was and great. She interviewed you, right? She interviewed me. Nice. Like I did a reading, and then she interviewed.
1: Me and We had a discussion. It was great. And uh, it was really cool. Had a good time. Oh, I know what I have to tell. What? Speaking of things like that. What? Um, the the Lifers Club. Mm-hmm. at the Oregon State Penitentiary mm-hmm. um, um, asked me if I would direct their play this year.
0: That's very cool. Yeah. That's so super cool. It is really cool. You've so really I'm good consider, at
1: it. I'm thinking about that. I have to, some hoops I have to jump through, but I might, mm-hmm. be, doing, I might be doing that, which would be amazing. Yeah, I think you should. Yeah.
0: Um, I have not had, oh, I did. I had sex once. Did you have sex this week? This
1: week? Mm, I don't think so.
0: I had sex on Monday. That's did it. I? Last time I did. No, I didn't. I didn't. Mm. I no, live, I, I didn't have a, sex on Monday. I live in a no, room I with my daughter back, and Tuesday my morning. partner.
1: now. Yeah, I know. And we're both really and my and and beyond that, we're just incredibly busy, and so there's no time. Like, there's certainly no like daytime or. Yeah. She's always home, and then she's sleeping in our room on a pallet on the floor. I know. So.
0: I know that's mm-hmm. such a hard thing like it's such a I feel like that should be an ongoing thing in our show is like how you know as you be as we get older and you and you have kids and mm-hmm. life gets in the way and like how do you keep up your uh, right. a sex life you we know? should do that yes
1: definitely. Mm-hmm. I mean well and uh, certainly it can be discussed at any point right because mm-hmm. now we're doing this sort of open-ended thing which is great for that reason because mm-hmm. the stuff can come up any time Mm -hmm. right you know um but yeah it has been difficult and I think that you know it is also okay with me to prioritize my daughter's immediate needs Mm. um I mean if this is just like an ongoing thing and we weren't dealing with it then clearly that would be an issue but we are and um there's you know Audrey's having a difficult time so we're we're working on that and that's being prioritized and um certainly nothing would feel worse than being like and you know, hit the bricks, kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mama needs to get some action. Hit the bricks, kid. <laughs> yeah, you, know? you got to do it. So gotta that's really not going to happen. But, that's
0: yeah. right. That's right. You got to do what you got to do. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, that's hotter than Hades in here. It's
0: awful. It's awful. And like, it's not just that it's hot outside. It's like we are in a room right yeah. now that is like, it's really unfair. Oh, God, it's terrible. And we can't turn on a fan because that would be too noisy and, right. and it would be a problem for you, yeah. um, our audience. So, so thanks again, a lot. We're sacrificing our <laughs>
1: comfort for you again. Exactly. <laughs> but please, our do audience of two us, people. please do feel free to write us some more messages about like the size of your D and... <laughs> 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 and what color, shape, size, and age you're looking for in a woman? Yeah, or girl. Yeah, exactly. Maybe.
0: Which oh, that's another thing that happened this week is I finally figured out um, how, to auto, how to auto
1: respond to messages on our Facebook. I noticed that, but then someone wrote an actual question, Uh-oh. and you auto responded, and I was like, "Oopsie doozy!" So I no, like, really? Yeah, and I mean, I it, didn't even see you the didn't. Yeah, it was. he asked an actual question. In fact, we need <gasps> to look at it because we need to respond to it tonight.
0: Oh my gosh! I had, oh yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Oh god. <laughs>
1: So auto so, response could be problematic. Oh, I see. Yeah, someone mm-hmm. actually wrote
0: it. So my my auto response says this because mostly we get messages that either say hi or I'm looking for you know mm-hmm. a white woman size twelve. If anyone
1: with, wants to be blah blah blah, yeah. If anyone um, wants me to go, go write down me on right now, yeah.
0: So I wrote this. <sighs> so I wrote I wrote up a, a a instant message that instant response that says. This is a radio show in which we discuss sex and relationships and provide advice. Do not contact us because you want sex. If you send us a question or comment related to the show, we'll get back to you shortly. If you want casual sex, go away. Far away. (laughs) Far away. That's what I wrote because I'm so sick of it. But then
1: someone actually for the first time ever actually wrote us something. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, really, we do get those messages constantly. And so it it makes sense that you would write that. But then... But then when we did get a real question, mm-hmm. I felt kind of bad that that person got that response. But um,
0: So, right. So so the question was, is there any harm when a 20-year-old boy has sex with a 30 to 40-year-old girl? Of course not. I don't Mm-mm. think that's a problem. Mm-mm. 30 to 40? No, of course not. I'm not. And also 20. Right. A 20-year-old boy? I mean, boy, if you would have said not, 12. Yeah. Or even like 17, you know, a year b- below uh, the age of, cons- of consent period, yeah. but well, also then like the, 18-year-old yeah, then the problem is men. Right. I mean, I don't know, twenty, no, twenty is oh. I mean, to me that's a child. I wouldn't, but um but uh not anymore, not at my age. <laughs> not anymore, I mean. But like ten yeah. years ago I would have at thirty seven. Yeah. I would have.
1: Sure. Uh, maybe. I mean well probably. Well I did.
0: Well I, I, so <laughs> thirty nine.
1: So did I. So I'm doing I'm having that hindsight thing where I'm yeah. like But you're right. I I did. But,
0: well yeah. you no, yeah. Yeah, twenty yeah. So um but no, I mean is there is there harm. I mean it's a good question Is there harm Harm to who To the boy I'm assuming Mm -hmm. I don't know I'd love to hear From a 20 year old boy To tell us if he feels Like there would be harm
1: Well I think that The harm probably Wouldn't come from that
0: Someone just texted us Is this the text number For casual sex And it is indeed (laughs) So you can text us back I really hope uh, You have a, a question Or a comment Related to our show And not
1: the text line To get casual sex
0: Yeah so Just to be clear (laughs) <laughs> or I mean, I'm assuming that you know that. Yeah.
1: So, um, <laughs> wouldn't that be amazing if there was just a number you could text and me, like <laughs> <laughs> someone they, can text? I'm sending one right over now. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, it's coming. Virtually, I mean, there, are, there, there are. It's gonna I pop that, out of your phone. There
1: are phone numbers you can call for that, but it's of course costly. they're called yeah nine hundred right. or
0: one eight hundred. You know, yeah, Um right. Get know. sex. Exactly. Duh.
1: Get sexed. Get sex. Apostrophe D because it tea. has to be for. <laughs> Yeah. Times they are a changing, Harper. (laughs) Catch up. (laughs) (laughs) Way to be 67.
0: Yeah. Yes, our text number again is 971 220 5979. If that is the number you have to text us, that is the correct number 971 220 5979. Go ahead and text us with your questions and thoughts and and comments and stories related to sex and relationships. Mm-hmm. That's what we're here for. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, anyway, yeah. So yeah, it's, I mean... I think that's fine. Does anyone have any other comments about that? That I mean, a twenty-year-old boy and a thirty 30- to forty-year-old woman. I don't think, I think there's any
1: like, like, like obvious inherent sort of um, har- harm, harm in place. kind yeah. of. I mean, that would really have to deal with do with an individualized situation. Yeah. Certainly not just based on the age.
0: Right. Yeah. It's interesting. I wonder what they, what, what they're right, who it is, and I mean, meaning no. like what they, what their intention is around right. it. You know.
1: Right. Yeah,
0: I love how though when they every time they write, it just that's just what comes back to them is this thing I wrote yeah. about like go away, well, go almost away. Almost
1: always it's just hi, hi, yeah, hi,
0: hi, and high. so it
1: makes them go away because I uh-huh, want them uh-huh. to when they're like when they're just doing do that, just do, just go away. I'm just so There's sick not enough time. of it. We have a one-hour platform one time a week. You don't yeah. get to have it.
0: Yeah, someone. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. We have it. You don't get to have it. Yeah. Um. What? What? Somebody? What?
0: Oh, just uh, someone wrote back K. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. And then a K. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, I think we have a little thingy. What's that there?
0: Uh, I have a question for you guys. Here's the text. My uh, my BF and I both work in an industry where we work twelve plus hours a day hours days. We don't have sex Monday through Friday, and he has said that he is never in the mood to have sex because he is stressed about work during the week. But Saturday and Sunday we have amazing sex. I'm very confused. I don't know what to what to do, but I want to have more sex. Is this a normal problem? He's in his 30s and I'm in my 20s. I think it's a very normal problem, yeah. actually. Pretty, pretty I hear it, common for I hear people who often. work a lot. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it stinks. I hear you. Mm-hmm. I, think it's, I think it sucks to be only be able to have sex on the weekends, but if, you know, what are you going to... I mean, it's true. Like, it's really hard when you, you need to get sleep mm-hmm. and um, you... Uh, And you have to, you know... You have to kind of keep it together. I totally get it. 12 um, plus hour days? That's, I mean, that's hard. That's insane.
1: And I would say like for me and in my 40s, mm. you're in your thirty, you're in your 20s, he's in his 30s, I'm in my 40s. If I worked 12 plus hour days Monday through Friday, I don't think I would ever have sex, frankly. Mm-hmm. I would be so exhausted. On the weekends, I'd be sleeping the whole time and like no one talked to me. Mm-hmm. So the fact that you're managing to get weekend sex seems pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, and the rest of it, I mean, I think, you know, it sounds like you both have some... Especially because to- it's
0: amazing sex. That's great.
1: Yeah, and amazing sex, too, not just like, you know, phone it in sex. Mm-hmm. Also, it sounds like you both have a really strong work ethic, and that's admirable.
0: Exactly. If you have a
1: strong work ethic, and you're doing your work, and you're focused on that, and, and you're working these 12-hour days, then I can totally understand where maybe sex wouldn't fit into the picture. Exactly. But, you know, you might want to talk to your boyfriend about, like, what's, what's the possibility of, like, one, one or two quickies during the week? yeah exactly if if you're okay with that if you want that yeah Yeah. and then on the weekends you know the whole nine yards
0: yeah because a lot of a lot of times i talk to clients about um about this stuff and and how you um it's hard to have fantastic sex every time when Mm -hmm. you live with your partner so it's like it's it's okay you know it's okay to i call it you know masturbating into each other's bodies. Sometimes that has to happen. <laughs> to coin a phrase. Here and there. Yeah, that's my phrase. TM. I you. call it. <laughs> so, I mean, it's so okay. So eloquent. And that's okay. As long as it's yeah. not like that every time, you know. As long as you're actually having other times where you're connect. That's not connecting. That's just like getting off. Right. But
1: But okay. as long as you're
0: having times where you can where you're also connecting totally through sex but if you're yeah you can of course that's I mean it's a part of life it's, it's part it's, of a sex it's life you know
1: like adulthood and it really is and prioritizing and all that mm-hmm. stuff yeah.
0: oh hey we got a text from someone who's a regular on sex drugs and basketball Asian persuasion welcome <laughs> welcome AP would like to know what basics to expect when trying polyamory for the first time some good do's and don'ts that's a really good question it is after uh, the
1: break let's address it because we got to break oh right. yeah we got
0: to take a break okay listen Asian persuasion uh we'll be back after the break and we will address your text we'll read it again all right we'll be right back <laughs>
1: For X-Ray FM comes from Cardinal Club, a neighborhood bar and kitchen serving seasonal food and drink from 5 p.m. to midnight Monday through Thursday and 5 p.m. to 2 a.m. on Friday and Saturday. Located between Burnside and Cooch on Northeast 28th, Cardinal Club plays vinyl when they're not streaming X-Ray FM. More information available at cardinalclubportland.com.
0: We're back with casual sex and uh, you can text us at 971-220-5979 with comments, thoughts, looking for advice related to sex and relationships. So uh, we are going to address this text that came in um, from Asian Persuasion. We'd like to know what basics to expect when trying polyamory for the first time. Some good do's and don'ts. So you want to start us off, Leslie?
1: Sure. Well, I think, first of all, it's important to understand there's a there's a uh, kind of a wide uh, net of um, understanding of what polyamory means, I think, and've mm-hmm. I've noticed this in discussions with people who engage. So first of all, I think transparency, um, being definitive about what this means for you, yeah. like I, I had a friend who actually went to um, uh, a gathering uh, with a couple in this polyamorous relationship, and she really did think that everyone would just make out. And they were really offended that she thought that because mm-hmm. they're like, it's not an orgy; we're all in a relationship. <laughs> um, and so I think it's really important just to like be definitive about what this means. A to be transparent about what your needs are and honest about them, mm-hmm. and um, and to you know for everyone to be in agreement before uh, you embark upon something like this, because it can you know there's some things that can be really um, triggering and difficult if it's not something you've ever done before.
0: The most common one, of course, jealousy. is jealousy, mm-hmm. um, which is a really hard, I mean nobody's ever figured out nobody has Mm-mm. how to how to deal with jealousy. Mm-mm. Obviously jealousy is
1: at least partially about your own insecurities yeah, about It's yourself. about fear that you'll lose someone or something. Mhm.
0: And not just that, but or, or you're not comparing yourself. Yeah, right. not feeling good enough. And that's a regular. I mean, the the thing is is that it's also really normal to mm-hmm. be to feel jealousy mm-hmm. because um you know, this is even if even if uh polyamory and even if monogamy is not natural to our species as many people theorize, mm-hmm. it doesn't change that we that we have been socialized well enough that we know that we can't help but be jealous.
1: That's absolutely right. And I will say that I think it's one of the big shortcomings of us as a society is that mm-hmm. we talk um, there are these people who are um, you know, pretty evolved and maybe progressive in their thinking, who are like, say things like monogamy, isn't natural and um, gender isn't real and all of these things and I agree with that but there's this sort of skipping over of the fact that things become real when we as a society claim them as real yes um then we give realness to that thing yes and so even though we can say something is a social construct and that we have developed this conditioning around it Mm -hmm. um it's also really important to know that you can agree we can all agree or many of us can agree that you know gender and monogamy and all these things um are something that we decided on Mm -hmm. um but that doesn't make it not unreal
0: Right. But it's still right. real because yes. we have decided
1: as a culture that this is what it should look like. So there's a lot of conditioning and conditioning is real. That's right.
0: right. Absolutely. So
1: I think we skip over oftentimes that, that piece mm-hmm. and that's where there's a big disconnect.
0: Yeah, because it's one thing to know intellectually that you you can recognize that monogamy doesn't seem like a natural thing or doesn't feel natural. It's another thing to live it out. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, I've had many, many couples Um Uh, Who are polyamorous or in open relationships or non monogamy or whatever. And, um, I mean, those are different Well, things. there are so many different ways to There's define so
1: relationships ways. that, yes, that are, non, that are non-monogamous. Yeah. There are multiple ways that that looks.
0: And mm. that's the thing is polyamory, I mean, officially polyamory means, you know, loving multiple more loves. than one. So that's different from just, you right. know, having sex it with other It means being in ones. an actual relationship.
1: Yeah. And with rules that look a little bit like monogamous relationships mm-hmm. do, however, with more than one person. Mm-hmm. And, and that's different than just an open relationship yep. or sex for the sake of sex or, you know, whatever. Polyamory is typically about engaging in a relationship with more than one person. Yes, And having exactly. maybe, you know, oftentimes a primary person. mm mm-hmm. um, But then some people don't even some have that. Some people don't do primaries. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so. and there's,
0: and uh, there's uh, something called, which I, I have, um, I could see it working if you aren't actually, um, in if you aren't, if you don't actually feel passionate about your partner, you don't feel in, in love with your partner in the ways that we think of being in love. This thing called Persian, which is where you're supposed to be happy for your partner's happiness with another person. And to me, mm-hmm. that's like, that seems like a stretch. I don't know. It just seems, well, I'm sure there are people. I just,
1: I just don't think that this, th- that being disingenuous is helpful, I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, like trying to force yourself to be happy about something that you're not. is yeah. not, it's certainly not going to help anyone. Exactly. Uh, but you know, whatever. That's just me.
0: <laughs> well, and we can keep talking about this throughout the show. Um, there's a a text by the way in relationship to in relation to the the, uh, question we got on Facebook Um, and it says uh, my first lover was 29 when I was 17 Mm -hmm. Uh, it was great at first until I learned that she was very depressed she called me to stop her from committing suicide it's a question of being in different places in life innocence versus experience yes thank you that's Mm -hmm. right that's exactly right 29 and 17 is very different that's that's concerning to me. Right. Like a 29-year-old being interested in a 17-year-old mm-hmm. already is concerning to mm-hmm, me. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then, yes, add to it that like a 17-year-old, your frontal lobe is not even fully developed right. yet at that point, you And know? that's an
1: important thing to look at. Like, it's not just this arbitrary no. line that we draw. No, um, it's based
0: on it, brain development. I'm not,
1: I, yeah, I'm not just talking about like what the legal stuff is. I'm mm-hmm. talking about, yeah, exactly, actual brain development, where you are, what you've done. It's really common for older people to look to younger people because it gives them some sense of power uh, or youth yes, yes. or revisiting something or, or being yes. you know and and all of those things are can be really negative for the for the younger, the younger person. person exactly yeah who yeah. really has no as much as they would like to think that they're grown up and all that uh, really Which has no do. practical experience with that and they don't have fully developed frontal lobes and so yeah. you don't even get the gravity of what's happening around you
0: yeah cuz frontal lobes by the way people Uh, our front the frontal lobe is where we have judgment and insight Mm -hmm. and perspective which are things that you know you I think you have a sense like as you've gotten older as you got older you developed more of that Mm -hmm. (laughs) so that's what Mm -hmm. that is it's why
1: kids um, oftentimes like teenagers have this sense of um, immortality like they Mm -hmm. don't even understand mortality or like how dangerous certain things are which is why you know those of us who remember being teenagers and how we don't know how we stayed alive during that period of time are Mm -hmm. terrified of children because we're like wow like, mm. They literally will drive 80 miles an hour down, you know, and think it's hilarious. It's terrifying. Mm, and they have no real sense of that because, and it's not just because they're young and inexperienced with life. It's because they don't have a fully developed frontal lobe that exactly. tells them more about the consequences of life.
0: Yes. And all of us have those things that we look back on and we're like, oh my God, I am cannot believe what I did. And I'm I terrified. I can't believe that
1: any of my, me, my, myself or any of my friends lived through our I youth. know
0: it's terrifying mm-hmm. it, the fact that we live through it makes me feel better because of our kids like oh my god maybe they'll live through things that uh, you know that well, I would be terrified for them that's to go true through. but
1: then I also do not want my child to ever have to go through the things that I had to do to no. stay alive yes yeah, seriously the way that I got out of really dangerous yeah. situations and yeah. the, ways, the ways that I had to talk my way out of things yeah and Oh, I do not so scary. want that ever. I mean, I you know again too. Like my experience is very different than mm-hmm. hopefully hers will be. Yes, I think it will um, be. You know, unless she decides to run away too and play grown up, but, but hopefully th- that won't.
0: I don't think that will happen. Right. Uh, Anywho, if she and 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 you know, and she can come to Auntie Carrie Cohen, <laughs> she can come <laughs> stay with me, and I'll keep her safe. <laughs> no. And then we'll be fighting. <laughs> do you have my daughter sitting around right now? <laughs> <laughs> I <I'm> told her <laughs> I wouldn't. Yeah. Well, we then would- you're dead to me. We have a text, can drugs, alcohol, or trauma affect the growth of your frontal lobe? Holy crap, the can they ever. Yep. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All those things can. Mm-hmm. That's You know, the thing is is that tra- trauma in particular uh, affects mostly your amygdala, by the it way, does. which is your your fight or flight thing, you know, the part with fear. and
1: Your frontal lobe will still develop, but it's hard to be informed yeah. without the growth of your amygdala.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that last texter that, yeah, didn't say that you were male, but I think you got it from the Facebook question. I did. I did assume you were male because of the Facebook question. Thank you. Yes. Uh, Yeah. The one who said is that his first lover was 29 when he was 17. Oh. Okay. That seems really. You know what I'm curious about, Texter. do you have any lasting repercussions from that? like because that's a really good question. like we always assume there's this assumption in our culture that well boys, it's like woohoo who cares? you know, yeah, yeah. 29 that's sexy, that's hot right. But like you were only seventeen and you acknowledged yourself like you didn't ha- you were innocent that, that was hard and that that was hard. So I'm curious if you feel like you have any lasting repercussions from yeah. having having been with your your first your first lover being 29 when you were so young and you I were when really also, a kid
1: can I ask can I add one thing to that too if, if this person is willing to write back to us so that yes were the lasting effects was it difficult also mm-hmm. did you have peers who were like yeah way to go way to go oh yeah know? yeah I'd um, like to hear all that because you know I had some I knew two boys when I was um, young, when I was 19 Um, one in particular whom I was involved with who um, was sexually involved with a woman who was his mother's friend when he was 15 Mm -hmm. and everyone thought I was fine and they didn't understand why Mm. I was bothered by it. Yep. Um, But you know had that been me which it was (laughs) in some you know in various ways when I was a kid Nobody would have thought that was cool. Like, nobody right. would have congratulated and been like, Yeah, that's you know, what thing. a great entry into womanhood or whatever. Like, nobody would have said that. No, exactly. And so, it's a double
0: standard. And, and so, sure. I was
1: always the one they would, they would be like, Killjoy or like, Don't put mm-hmm. an icky spin on it. It was cool or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. And like, so I would love to know if there were like, if your friends were like, Way to go. Yeah, all right, man. Like, yes. Um, and even if that was happening like what were what was your response yeah you know?
0: meanwhile like was there any sort of suffering It's that's very happening?
1: confusing to be I, I mean a child and, and involved in that way I was involved 17. with a professor from PSU when I was uh, 15 and um, gross yeah and and I thought it w- I thought I was really like I th- because I was really mature and sure. amazing sure sure but of course, now in retrospect, I know that's. I mean, it was very brief. It was like a very brief, but still, like I was like, well, it's clearly because I'm so incredible. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't because I was so incredible; it's because I was a little kid and he was a pedophile. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So
0: basically. Right. <laughs> so. Um. <laughs> all right. So. Um. So yes. Yeah, so text her if you will. Uh, text us back uh, at nine seven one two two zero five nine seven nine. And other people can text us as well at 971-220-5979 to talk about sex and relationships. Or call us at Um, 503-233-9729. But we're going to take a quick break here. And we'll be back in a moment with Casual Sex. Support for X Ray FM comes from Taboo Video. With the latest adult video releases, toys, lingerie, and more in an inviting atmosphere, Taboo has been a source for adult entertainment to the Pacific Northwest for over 25 years. More information at TabooVideo.com or at their locations in Portland and Vancouver.
1: Please
0: casual sex, and tonight we're talking, as usual, about sex and relationships. Um, you can text us at 971-220-5979 or you can call us at 503-233-9729.
1: I want to say something about um, the question, the text yeah. we got about, can drugs, alcohol, or trauma affect the yeah. growth of your frontal lobe? Yeah. So we've already talked about the amygdala and um, uh there's a hippocampus. Hippocampus is to related the to the memory. memory. Yeah, but there's also issues with that around alcohol. But mm-hmm. I will say this for the frontal lobe um, and, and emotional development and, and the way that we make decisions. People who use drugs and alcohol to self-medicate, mm-hmm. um, oftentimes they stay where they are at their emotional growth level. That's true. Um, and then that is one of the huge issues um, that that when people try to get sober or decide to get sober, there's so many issues that we've talked about on the show before, right, around um, dopamine and all that stuff. But one of the issues is that you essentially stay where you are in your emotional growth mm-hmm. as you are self-medicating. Mm-hmm. And then when you stop, there you are still. And all, yes. the work, all the work still has to happen to sort of catch up yep. um, to where you could be. That is so true. Had you not, you know, masked or covered things. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's basically what happens. <laughs> yeah, that's how it goes. Exactly. So you start <laughs>
1: using and then all of a sudden <laughs> and then right, <laughs> we really like the sound effects machine. Yeah, exactly. So and then like, huh? and then that's that's yeah. what happens to your frontal lobe. Yeah, it's that's <laughs> what happens after you drink all night <laughs> if you're me. And then the next morning. And then the next morning everyone's like, "What How you doing?" <laughs> And they're like oh, Not so good I guess <laughs> And you're also like We'll this. come back later Yeah, yeah. And they're like oh, okay, okay See you later yep. Which is fair <laughs> It's fair Because I'm disgusting <laughs> I really am I wrote something to Carrie Earlier in the week When she was in LA I wrote something to her Oh I know what it was I said um, send me a picture And then I wrote Of the event Not of your vagina Yeah And, she, wrote, <laughs> and she went Ew Of course And I wrote, And I wrote You know me I'm disgusting And yeah. she went that's true. <laughs> because it is. It is true. It's like that Friends thing, remember? When he was taking accountability for, for Monica, Joey was taking accountability for Monica and Chandler. Um, oh, yeah, And so he kept together. going, because I'm Joey, I'm disgusting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's how I feel all the time. Yeah. I'm Leslie, I'm disgusting. We all know it.
0: It is important to uh, clarify, though, that when you ask for a picture, you're not asking for the person's ri- well, picture of their vagina. right.
1: I mean, I knew you weren't. I, mean, I knew that you would understand the question, but I like to make disgusting jokes.
0: Yes, yes. Although although with me you have to be careful. You never know what you're going to get.
1: <laughs> you never know what you're going to get. Mhm.
0: So, um, all right. So, I don't know, have we I think we've uh, addressed all the the text so far. The text number is 971-220-5979. So, uh you feel t- please text us and let us know um,
1: what you want to know. I like this question that someone asked um, over the week. If you're interested in someone but don't know if they're single, this, this, I mean, I'm interested in this question just because I want to know Kay. why this is difficult for someone. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're interested in someone but don't know if they're single, how can you tell if someone has a partner? Are there tricks so you don't have to look silly or feel embarrassed about asking? I, I'm i wondering, I mean, I will I will speak to this, and I fully respect the question, but I'm wondering how do you not have someone to find out? In this day and Do you know what age? I mean? Like, Don't you just... I mean... You just ask somebody. If you're talking about being interested in someone because you're around them, then there's certainly... It seems to me like there certainly must be someone who knows them well enough to know Mm -hmm. if they're involved with someone. Mm -hmm. They just ask. Or like social media... Right.
0: Yeah. Social media, sort of. Although like social media, before, most though. people keep. I've, that I've, stuff I've tried private. to figure
1: out if someone's, da- you know, dating someone by looking up on social media to see like what kinds of conversations, if they're like linking other people oh, to their right. pictures uh-huh. and things like that. The
0: most common Google, you know, how you could pull up Google, be like mm-hmm. you, you know, it's Google searches, and so if you, you put start in Carrie at a, Cohen, mm-hmm. the at the the next one is husband. Ooh. Yeah. Everyone wants to know if I'm married. <laughs> wow. Well, you know. It's, at least know. it's not like feet. Me? I mean yeah <laughs> <'Cause
1: it's>, <laughs> <laughs> that's a really common one feet so you'll put someone in and it'll be like feet because oh. apparently the like you know the foot really fetishes are rampant feet.
0: They're looking for pictures of your feet
1: yeah uh, the text says, How tall. what if they don't what if they the text says what if they don't have s- social media well, well Right, I mean but that's, that's not true. the only way. There's, I mean, like if if you're interested in someone, I would think that, that if they're would mean not
0: on social media and you know them, then you know them somehow. Someone knows them who you know. You can ask
1: if you if no one knows them who you know. If yeah. if what's happening is you're meeting someone in a bar or a, mm-hmm. a, in some other venue where you're just meeting this person mm-hmm. and they're being flirty and you're being flirty or whatever, Or you're all talking. I guess then the answer would be ask to continue them. a conversation. <laughs> And, and then ask. and then be like so are you and you know what about you are you involved or yeah. you know and if they're like yes then like i know. would probably be like too bad <laughs> yeah me too whatever Well, like, it's not. who cares it's there's not nothing silly to, to inquire because the, the truth is is that if you really don't know and there's no way of finding out other than to ask then what you're doing is being respectful
0: oh the person who uh, wrote that originally said this was a guy that works at Nike which is a huge place we don't know anyone else who knows this guy and he doesn't have social media ah. well listen if he works at Nike not only is he involved but he's also down for an affair <laughs> I mean have you met the people at Nike <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that's like pretty. I mean, no, wow. no offense, and yet, you know, sorry, not sorry. That's
1: some serious, serious stereotyping just happened. But <laughs> um, yeah, okay. So no one knows him, and whatever. no one knows him. Um, well, no, I mean, no, not no one knows him. No one knows. Yeah, he's like, he's like again an enigma, <laughs> wrapped in a mystery. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, you know, okay, but I just ask him if you Yeah, just ask. Just ask him. Like, what about you? Are you involved? Or just say, you know,
0: er, you? everyone's dying to know. <laughs> are, are you yeah. in a relationship?
1: And then watch them run to HR and be like, "I've been sexually I harassed." Been, yeah, exactly, <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly. Because that happens so Maybe often. Don't to men. do that. Yeah, yeah. Because men are so at risk. you got to be
1: really careful, ladies.
0: <laughs> <laughs> am I right, ladies? You gotta. <laughs> Leslie just Leslie just Where's laughed so hard that she knocked. Where does it go? She kn- in knocked two, two in out, output two There you go. Okay. But did it go in? Did it go in? Can you hear me? Yeah. yeah. I laughed so hard right. that
1: I flung <laughs> the cord from my headphones out of the yeah. thingy majogs. Yeah. So yeah, but but seriously, ladies you have to be real careful in this climate. You got yeah. to be real careful what you say. I mean, so like we literally, can, we literally can't even go to dinner with a man alone. We got to get another man to come with us. <laughs> exactly
0: you can't even
1: they're you can't even us give us them something. a compliment I tell you what you, you know?
0: can't even say nice ass you anymore I know. You, know you can't even comment on their bulge they think I you're so you know, weird you can't be uh, like I,
1: see, I can see your nipples through that shirt they're all like that's sexual harassment exactly. we're like where have you been
0: I'm just trying to compliment you Listen, you think you could take a compliment so
1: puritanical <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway
1: I'm just saying ladies be careful Yeah. and don't take those meetings with men alone get another man to go with you
0: exactly always leave the door open or another lady yeah more or so than the assistant. Lady. Yes, definitely bring more ladies. <laughs> That's the key.
1: <laughs> so I'm really worried about men. Bring I don't know. Bring a bunch of nurses and nursing. I don't, know. I don't, nursing know, how I don't nursing know how they're going to get hired uniforms. anymore because they're, all those women are so worried about working with them. And I
0: know. It's just you impossible. Know, they've oh, done themselves men.
1: a real disservice. Those men.
0: what mm-hmm. do oh, they need so much? So old They're fashion. so complicated.
1: Yep. So complicated. Yeah.
0: Next, so, thing you know, like
1: <laughs> 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 next thing you know, they're gonna want
0: to like. Next thing you know, they're gonna want to have have a supervisory position. Work and babies. I know.
1: <laughs> men.
0: Oh, men! They yeah, need anyway. so
1: much. Yeah. Jeez. So fragile.
0: Jeez, this, we are so fragile. Yeah. Mm. So emotional. You can't. Well, you, that's why we can't work with them.
1: Yeah, because they're always on the rag.
0: Yeah, they're always <laughs> exactly.
1: They are. They're so sensitive. They're always bleeding out of their whatevers. Yeah, exactly because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> he doesn't even know the word for it <laughs> That's she's been out of her whatever wait did you forget the word <laughs> <laughs> you not know the actual word you only know the words that you should you can't use on the <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. oh that was fun i tell
0: you what it's okay, a crazy it world mm-hmm. it crazy. we time. already home Glenn what a time to be alive right <laughs> right um so, uh, all right. So, uh, here's another uh, text we got during the week. And a reminder also to everybody who wants to text 971 220 5979. Here's another text we got. Uh, how do you deal with the fear that your partner or spouse will leave you? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so much in that question. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm wondering why you mm-hmm. have that fear. Um, why do you have that fear?
1: Mm-hmm. You know, that's, I guess, the biggest question. Yeah, because how you deal with it has very much to do with why it's happening. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, if it's just if it's inherent, like this or this internalized fear that has to do with you, and uh, and there's nothing really showing mm-hmm. around the relationship, it's just like, then then how you deal with it is to probably like get some outside objective, um, cognitive behavioral therapy. <laughs> around why you are do you know what I mean like mm-hmm. why why I'm, you are so I'm not so a fan of concerned. cognitive behavioral therapy but that's okay fine. well I guess okay maybe not cog- but just discussion, therapy. Based therapy. <laughs> discussion based therapy discussion based therapy you're not a fan of discussion based therapy no of course I am but it's not nothing, cognitive behavioral cognitive behavioral okay.
0: is very like like let's make a pros and cons list oh. I bet you never thought of that before I like that
1: though <laughs> I like lists I like pros well, and cons well yes but you probably
0: came up with it yourself that's why I don't like cognitive behavioral therapy for the I mean listen I do some of it I do some of it do you feel I like
1: CBD Is could we call it? I mean, CBT. CBT. CBD is something else. CBD is I'm (gasps) good with. I'm cool with. Oh my god! Which reminds me, I want to talk about that. in in CBD. Yeah, CBD. Um, but do you feel like it's that it's condescending? Yeah, I feel like it's condescending. Yeah, it it certainly can be. But you know, for some people who have never actually even taken a look. I mean there are some people who are so right. not that's have true. never had like I've been in no, therapy since I was in it. grade school. Right. And so for me it is kind of like yeah, have, old school. We call I'm it like, psychological sophistication yeah. in therapy. But I see need someone I feel very like seasoned. most people
0: I feel like for me anyway, most people
1: that come to me are. Oh, okay. Well most so, people I work with are not. I, and right. they have literally no right. experience in right. ever so talking about how they feel or yeah. anything. So, that's so different. it's almost like that's a sort of 101, I think and how to do that yeah so it can be useful but I understand what you're saying
0: yeah yeah. we have a text what do you think about the man of mystery stereotype it makes men so much more attractive to me but I don't know why oh yeah the well you know I've said many times before my type is an unavailable pothead Mm -hmm. and that's kind of a man of mystery basically it's usually
1: that they're not really unavailable they're just stoned
0: yeah (laughs) stoned emotionally uh, uns- they don't know how to talk because they're super stoned and she
1: they're mysterious but really they're just super stoned well
0: I don't think they're mysterious I just know that they're going to make me feel like crap so I'm like yeah I'm in like you know oh. what I mean like I was just saying this to a, a, a client today actually mm-hmm. this this answers some of your question texter mm-hmm. um, I was just saying to a client today uh, in talking about her situation I said listen put it this way uh, not that long ago I was, I was uh, dating a man who wound up being uh, pretty quickly? It turned out it became clear he was a raging alcoholic. None uh. of my trauma and wounds is is triggered by that mm-hmm. alcoholism. People acting like raging alcoholics does not that does nothing for my wound. So I was no, like, ew, you, gross, you yeah, get away. Like, I was just like, go, yuck, yeah. not a, not appealing. And then mm-hmm. I said, however. If you're going to be, if you're going to make me feel, you know, undesirable and like I'm not a lovable (laughs) person. Yeah,
1: (laughs) I'm all in
0: Mm -hmm. because my wound is like, yes, please. She knows herself. You know, (laughs) that's what I'm saying. And so and I was saying it as a way of saying it's just it's a projection for my wound. And so the key I was telling my client that because the key is to know that so that you can take it off the person and stop projecting it onto the person and go this is my wound and so my wound around let's say a man of mystery which is often about being unavailable and making me feel unwanted or, in some way yeah. is ab- actually about something I need to work on.
1: But also, I mean, a man of mystery sometimes, or a woman of mystery, like the whole mysterious thing is sometimes mm-hmm. just about people being shy.
0: That's so often true. And
1: it looks different. Like, so, like, I have a really dear friend who, when I, we were younger, I mean, she's quite beautiful too. And I think sometimes beauty goes with that mystery thing mm. too. Because if you're really beautiful and shy, then it's, ooh, so mysterious. Yeah. If you're not super beautiful and shy, then it's like awkward dork. <laughs>
0: I always wanted to be mysterious and could never figure it out.
1: I can never be mysterious because I'm too busy, like, saying everything that comes into my head out loud. Yeah, yeah. But... But my friend was considered quite mysterious, and like all of our friends would be like, "Oh, your friend is so beautiful and mysterious," mm. and blah blah blah. And I would just, you know, I, I mean, I didn't, I didn't actually say this because I was so fiercely loyal and still am to her mm-hmm. that I would never be like, "It's no, she's just really shy. She's super dorky too." Mm. But like, I would be like, "She's wonderful. She's this and she's that." But what I knew is that like, it's because she's super shy and yeah. and and awkward, and she has a difficult time, yeah. with you know, and. Um, that's what was happening but like all of these men you know that were friends of mine that that mm. knew me already because I'm an open book were like your beautiful mysterious friend you know? mm. and I don't think you know I and I honestly think that like had she not been as beautiful as that's she right. was and is that they wouldn't be saying that they'd just be that's like right. she's quiet like, she's not annoying really.
0: yeah <laughs> yeah. what so is she doing here go get that beautiful friend of yours so
1: yeah so I mean the, the, and, the and of course it's different for men than it is for women as everything is because mm. we've created these stupid effed up rules but I will say that um, you know I understand because for me when someone seems mysterious and I can't quite figure them out mm-hmm. it's exciting for me because that can th- anything might be possible yeah and I think that's a really that good might not be a it. real thing mm-hmm. you know but it might be steeped in some sort of romantic idea that which I still sometimes even subscribe to frankly like I'm
0: I think you're right it's you know that anything is possible and it feels like it feels like you know, life can feel so blah or so dull and it feels like maybe I'm, maybe I'm going to get to f- feel things that I know nothing about yet. And yeah. that is very appealing. Yeah. it definitely yeah, is. That's a good way to look at it. So there we go. Man of mystery. That's what it is. That's probably why it's so attractive to you. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my guess. Mm-hmm. There's also, that reminds me too of um, the bad boy stereotype and mm-hmm. how, you know, uh, <laughs> the, the, assum- the, this thing where, you know, women, uh, are drawn to bad boys. Mm -hmm. Well, I once read this thing that really spoke to me about that, which is that, uh, what that is, is that they, they look, what they look like when they're bad boys is they're, they're, they're acting outside of the rules and they're acting outside, you know, outside of like social norms and, 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 and expectations and they're men. So they can, and it feels like they have this freedom, and it's just that we want to latch onto that freedom, and mm-hmm. we want them to ride us out of there on their motorcycles into mm-hmm. into into freedom of
1: our own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it. I thought
0: that was really accurate.
1: I think. I mean, I may have talked about this before on the show, but I wrote a book when I was thirteen. called Blueberry Hill. <laughs> 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 After this song (laughs) um, by Benny King but yeah so I was really obsessed with the 50s as a child and even though there was this part of me that knew that if I was alive in the era of the 50s that I -hmm. would have no rights at all and I would just be like you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. it's that thing it's like the thing of like I'm really obsessed with this era but I know that it would be a really like almost any era but this Mm -hmm. one would be the worst yeah would be worse than this one. Yeah. Because I even had even fewer rights. And in the 50s, I would have had no rights. And I right. couldn't get a credit card and whatever, you know. So I knew that, but I was had this really romanticized thing about the 50s. And so I wrote this book called Blueberry Hill about this group of friends in the 50s. But Chance Kennedy was mm. the lead gay. And um, Charlene mm-hmm. was the, the main <laughs> girl. They were all kind of, you know, outcasts in this little town. And um, one of them was gay too and hung himself, it was all very dramatic. I think. Oh. <laughs> I know, very dramatic, very dramatic. Um, and sad but uh, but Chance Kennedy was awful and I wrote Mm. him as like my ideal man like like at one point Charlene is thinking about something and it's narrated from her perspective and of course I'm imagining it's me right because I'm 13 and obsessive and in love with boys and he like snaps in her face she's spacing off and he snaps in her face to get her attention and is like yo kind of thing and like does horrible things like steals her booze and you know gets mad at her for not giving him enough attention and the whole time I'm thinking like he's the most attractive man (laughs) I wrote him to be that way I know you did but he's hideous and when you read it now you would just be like imagine imagine if a guy
0: snapped in your face now it's really telling you would like murder him it's really
1: telling yeah that's incredible yeah
0: uh, I, I want to give out the text line again, 971-220-5979, um, because we, we're going to skip our last break because we only have about uh, uh, eight more minutes. So mm-hmm. um, so we'll just skip that. Yeah. And you can text us, 971-220-5979. Uh, so, oh, I like this one,
1: yeah, what do you do when you really don't like a friend's partner? Yeah, so that I happened s- to me, right? It well, yeah,
0: he <laughs> didn't like my partner it didn't,
1: and I didn't do anything until you know it became really obvious that I should, yep, and you know it's because you asked me to and also because then I even after you asked me to I checked in with other people to be like is this cool because yeah. this is going to ruin our dynamic yeah and people were like I think you need to do what you need to do yeah right so uh, it, it wasn't easy it wasn't an easy decision but it needed to happen mm-hmm. but I want to respond to this because I just read reread um, Roxane Gay's book uh, bad feminist mm-hmm. her book of essays while I was camping a few weeks back and um, I love she she does an essay about how to you know female f- relationships female friendships that's quite funny, actually. There's a whole like sort of list of things, mm. and one of them is so you don't like your friend's partner. And she had like from both perspectives. So like if you're the one who has a partner that you know people don't like, like maybe just be cool and step up and be like, yeah, I know he's a jerk, but I'm feeling just like particularly lazy. I'm just gonna <laughs> I'm just gonna like write it out for a while longer. So deal with it, okay? <laughs> okay, guys, right? And then if you're the one who doesn't like the partner and you feel the need to say something, her response was, look. If that person is just annoying to you, mm-hmm. then so, like for example, if that person is is harming your friend, yeah. physically or emotionally, that's a different story, right? Then you need to step up for your friend.
0: I, I have to say though, just quickly before yeah. you continue, uh, as a sidebar, that harming your friend emotionally is is Equally. always questionable. Like, well, as to what that means, like, is it o- yeah. is it is it obvious? Is is this a like, is this uh, is this more on your friend? Or is it, you know, the emotional part? Like, or is it actual emotional abuse? Yeah, like those are two different things. Well, again, again, I guess
1: I'm, I'm gonna. You're right, and and I am gonna count on people to uh, use some sort of emotional intelligence and critical thinking mm-hmm. around that. Um, mm-hmm. But I will say that you're right. Um, I guess I'm, I'm talking about. Obvious, like if someone's like you're fat and stupid. Yeah. Okay. Right. Um. There you go. Emotional abuse and jealous, or like you you know you can't go out tonight or whatever. Those kinds of like pretty obvious emotional abuse and. Um, physical abuse yeah. those kinds of things are something that you actually should inter- intervene around in yes. my opinion yes okay um, but what Roxanne Gay was saying is if if he's just if the partner is just annoying yeah. and you don't really like hanging out with them yeah. then maybe just suck it up and be yeah. on your friend's side and yeah. know that you might be that person and likely will be that person too at some point that's right who has the annoying boyfriend then that, that people don't really like and just you know for your friend's benefit just yeah suck it up I like that
0: I do, and I have had to
1: do that a number of times mm-hmm. um, because I don't like people. With me, sometimes um, there are a lot of people I don't I don't love. I should say, <coughs> maybe. Well, I, I, you know what I mean. Yeah, I don't. I don't mean to sound like. A lot of men are are difficult. I have. Let's face it. I have. I, I've said this before, and I'll say it again, and I don't mind saying it. Humans are my least favorite species. Yep, and I include myself in that. I know we suck. We're terrible. We do all kinds of n- horrible things. Um, the world is in jeopardy because of us. So, Yes. Um, not because of other species, because of this particular one that we're yeah. involved in. So as a result of that, I don't always love people. I don't always get a, get a good vibe from them. So I don't say anything mm-hmm. unless I feel like my friend is being harmed. Yeah. If I'm wrong about that, then I've stepped out of line. I hope that person will say so and I hope I can think about that. Right. Um, and make amends yeah. for being a rude jerk mm. who did something that I shouldn't have done, right? But if, but, but ultimately, I think Roxanne Gay is uh, advice around just like suck it up, because you know you'll yeah. probably be there too one day. Yeah, where you'll be dating someone that not everyone loves either. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's good.
0: We have uh, uh, one more text to round out our night. It says, "Do you have any feminist esque book recommendations for teenage girls?" Why mm. yes, we do.
1: Yeah, I have one in particular right now, and Kay. unfortunately, it's a it's a graphic novel. Kay. And unfortunately I can't think of the name of the author I can probably look it up while I'm talking But it's Audrey has read it, my daughter has read it mm-hmm. Many, many times It's called Honor Girl um, And it is about a young queer um, Girl going off to a Christian camp
0: Oh, I love it
1: um, In her youth yeah. Oh, and yeah.
0: I've, <coughs> oh, is it is it the one that is getting turned into? Is it getting turned into a? Um, it's by
1: Maggie Thrash.
0: Oh, okay. No, that's different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Um, and I mean, Audrey has devoured it uh, multiple times, and I read it. Um, it's called Honor Girl. Honor Girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's quite lovely. I
0: was going to recommend my book Loose Girl. Oh, absolutely. Um, for teenage girls, mm-hmm. uh, which you know, which is really just about a girl. Coming of age and uh, and who uh, feels her worth is dependent on men wanting her, boys wanting her, mm-hmm. um, which was my story and is so many people's story. It's a really incredible and it's something that girls really are up important, against.
1: really important. Yes, absolutely, I agree with that one hundred percent. Thank I love you. that book. And every and by the way, I've had multiple copies of that book because people always take it. Mm. And remember when they mm. fought over it on the um, tour I van? Love that. I love the that. The tour van. I gave it to my friend who was going on tour. He, he came through Portland for my birthday. And, um, and then he stayed the night at my house. And then they took the book. And then he was like, well, I haven't had a chance to read it yet because everyone's fighting over it on the bus. I love it. I know. It's so lovely. I love it. It's really good.
0: And one final question text question which we we haven't just enough time to answer is what did Leslie do to intervene in Carrie's relationship well now read about it well in lush. you can read about it in lush that's true in my most recent memoir lush
1: I confronted her ex-husband for yeah. being a real douche basically he way. had
0: the person <laughs> he was he was cheating on me with over at my house and and yes and, and Car- it was my house first yeah. of all and
1: Carrie was feeling kind of and I stuck couldn't even go held hostage in her own home and it yeah. was terrible she's yeah. just having she was having a little bit of a breakdown emotional sure was. breakdown I sure was. Uh, and I and so I asked Leslie in. to
0: come help me to, to help me to to get rid of her mm-hmm. I was like please like ask her to go and I could you know and and I didn't he confront wa- her he didn't, I confronted him you more more appropriately mm-hmm. and Leslie that night was the only person in that in that story who was who con- who was concerned with my feelings like you know Aww. he wasn't she you know d- she wasn't although she didn't know the uh, the, the uh, person he was cheating with um, so you know it's not totally no, on her no. but you you like saved me that night you Aww. were the only person who cared I did and care. it meant a lot to me I cared a lot Yeah. still do yeah and it was the beginning mm-hmm. of the final five end. years
1: and they said it wouldn't last <laughs> 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 two weeks
0: um, so anyway so we're coming to the very very end here so uh, let's see a couple takeaways Uh, Okay. So the first one, which was for our texture. after a 12-hour day, it's totally normal to not want to have sex. Don't Mm -hmm. freak out. Mm -hmm. If you're not having as much sex as you think you should be having, ebb and flow. Mm -hmm. Am I right, Leslie? Everyone (laughs) knows. Everyone knows that's my jam.
1: Yeah. Do you want to read the next one? Uh, Where is it? Um, oh, yes. It is easy to think that people who are mysterious may open us up in ways we can't accomplish ourselves. The possibilities seem endless when we can make them up ourselves. This reali- The reality is another story. Yeah, yes.
0: That's true.
1: Someone who's mysterious and doesn't say anything might just actually be super boring. Yes. But if you want to have some fun with the possibilities, please, by all means, do. Just don't take too long.
0: Exactly. Uh, if you fear a partner will leave you, maybe you should look at that and see what's really going on. What are you actually afraid of? There are old wounds that could be opened again in our relationships. Um, I mean, pretty much always. So therapy is always on the Right. And we didn't horizon. really
1: address that. I feel like we should address that again. I think we kind of yeah. failed to address the rest of that question. So yeah. next week, I think that's what we'll start with. That's a good idea. Yeah. We didn't talk about the rest of that question. I apologize for that. Well, DJ
0: Ed is here about Yay! to take you to new heights. Yes, that's
1: right. Buckle up, buttercup. <laughs>
0: Join the discussion next week. We'll be talking more about sex and relationships, as usual. You can text us during the show. But in the meantime, you can email us your questions to advice at xray.fm or you can leave a voicemail at 971 We'd love to hear from you. We will talk to you next week. Have a good week. Bye.